Welcome to this week's This Club is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. Later we'll be hearing how the women's team fared in their crucial league match on Sunday as they hosted Darwin. But before that, it's to the men's team. And following Tuesday night's 5-2 win in Valencia in the Phoenix Trophy, it was back to league matters for FC United as the Reds hosted Mask United on Saturday. And shortly before kick-off, Ben caught up with FC manager Neil Reynolds. Well, hello, Neil. And uh, first things first, before we get to Mask United this afternoon, just a bit of a catch-up after the midweek adventure to Valencia. Mm. Uh, quite an evening. How was it? Amazing. Bit of sunshine. Beautiful city. Uh, amazing fan base that, that we took out with us and... You know, a good game of football, a really good game of football. And, you know, people looked at the original result 12-0. I looked at the team sheet and it was completely different. They were physical, they got about us. They deservedly got an, an equaliser. And we had to be at our best with a scratch squad. And we were. We played some great football. Probably some of the goals of my uh, career in Charlie Ennis's halfway line lob. It was, you know, if you were there, you know, credit to you. I'm not sure how many people saw it. It was a queue for the bar at the time. So, uh, but it was brilliant. Really good experience. Uh, massive thank you to to everyone that helped organise it. Sees us top the group and and into the semi-finals. And now, you know, back to league action today. How proud were you after um, you know the fact? I, I remember the post-match interview last week at Marine. It was looking pretty bleak. So, so how proud are you of the fact that we did manage to to dig out a result like that on Tuesday? There's a couple of anonymous thank yous I want to do, and, and the people that are listening in will know this but there were some donations made to the club last week which will, will just long live in the memory for me you know it's enabled us to make flight changes it enabled us to make uh, accommodation changes and without them donations just don't know where we'd be you know we would have literally gone out there with seven or eight people so massive thank you just again it's another it's another testament to what this football club's about you know it was Callum Gribbin it was whoever now it was the flight changes and, and this club just means so much to me and everyone it's moments like that that really make you realise what, what, what club you're managing and, and that I'll be grateful for that so you know we went out there uh, with, a, with a scratch team but with some really good performances and you know I'm asking Ennis to go back to back to back and you know he's taking his toll because he's out injured now and we don't know if he'll play again this season but we had some great performances and you know seeing Max Kane get his first couple of goals for the club just just really good performance and yeah we only had 11, 11 men and, and then Jimmy and Tom Comroy had to come on when we lost Jan and, and Curtis but that was in preparation for today but the you know the, the, the scoreline wasn't irrelevant we'd already qualified but it was important that we, we remained unbeaten so I was happy with the way we finished the game I was happy with the, the competition level uh, and now we're looking forward to the semis but we've got a long way to go between now and then we've got some important league games on the horizon Does Tom enter your thinking for today's starting squad? Put it this way, Ben, if the electronic scoreboard would travel with us, I would have took him back off. I tried my best <laughs> to get him back off, Good. and I couldn't do. Uh, but to be fair, he went on. I think you thought he was playing dodgeball and football. You know, he moved out of the way of everything, But and he's coaching our youngsters. But no, Jimmy Denman did well again. You know, in Europe, he's a European player. And it's what the competition's about. It's fan-owned football. It's two clubs coming together. You know, we're not getting too hung up about it. It's, it's, the, it's the competition, and it's about making friends, not millionaires. And, and along the way, you want to win games of football. But I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of people in favour of the competition and against it. And, you know, we certainly love being in it. So, uh, back to the league matters today. Non-league day. Yeah. Uh, Stato Paul has helpfully produced a table of Saturday results for here at Broaders versus the rest of the league. It is quite stark, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but, you know, I've been doing this job a, a long time now. And um, we, we don't do well on big events like this. But surely, surely, today is the day. Well, <laughs> I, I hope so, Ben. I really hope so. And, and again, I've got, to, I've got to credit these lads in there because 
Jan Palinkas shouldn't Dan Lavercombe shouldn't be playing but is doing Jan Palinkas shouldn't but is doing Adam Dodd but is doing Curtis Jones will do again uh, James Vincent you know will be, be on the bench today DJ on the bench two academy lads on the bench it, it's, we are stretched beyond belief but again are the excuses or is it reality I'll, I'll let other people judge on that you know he'd be a manager but I love being a manager so you know we'll just take it to the challenge so for us Ben it's a game of football against you know a, a resurgent mask yeah. you know they've, they've uh, I know they drew me living stage last week but since the manager's gone back in they're, they're doing okay uh, and they're going to come in with nothing to fear you know and we haven't got anything to play for apart from as high as we can finish now this season so, and the lads have got a, their own futures to play for and, that, and that's that's key for us so you know we, we're going to go with a side that, that we are forced to play basically today and that goes Lava coming nets Doddy at left back Pulling Cass and Jones at centre half uh, Ethan Vaughan at right back then we'll play Woolerton right hand side Guy Hall left hand side so we've got two attacking fullbacks on either side uh, with a midfield combo of Griffin Potts and then a front two of Van White and Kane and then we look to the bench, got young Keegan, got Vinny, got DJ, we've got Serene from the Academy, got Sandro from the Academy. So, you know, we're happy. We're happy we're going into it. We're on the back of a good week, Ben. A few good days in Valencia, not so much about last Saturday. But we've just been really, really unlucky. And and the most people who know what they're talking about, the majority of fans who have an ounce of common sense and the whole Ben that, you know, we're doing things right and we've just had a run of bad luck. But for us, Ben, we are we're set on three o'clock today and we're hopeful that on a big game, non-league day today, we can get the win and get everyone buzzing and set us up for training this week. Well, Neil, big thank you for joining us pre-match and all the best this afternoon. Thanks, Ben. Neil Reynolds there speaking to me uh, about an hour or so ago. Uh, Paul? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting game this afternoon for, for many reasons. Um, mask of 1-6 away, is, which is as many of, as we've won at home, for instance. We could go up a place. We could leapfrog Geisley today. Likewise, Mask could go up one place to 19th. If they it's, win. It's obviously FC United are kind of coasting, I think is the phrase, towards the end of the season now. But for Mask, this game's really vitally important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're in the bottom places. They have rallied in recent weeks. They've picked up points. It, Not, coin, it coincides with Carl Jarrett returning to, to Mount yeah. Pleasant. Um, obviously, he's been with the club for years, left the club. Curtis Woodhouse came in. They had a decent FA Trophy run, but um, didn't get themselves out of the relegation places. And now, um, Carl's gone back. I don't want to harp on the bad news. They did win their only other visit here in the FA Trophy back in 2020. During COVID, I remember yeah. that, yes. Um, but having said that, we did win at Mount Pleasant in October. And from what I remember from that game, they were in a bit of disarray. Yes, they were at that point. I think, I would say. They have rallied, though. They've changed the side significantly since then. They've got a change of goalkeeper. They've got a change of a lot of places. The forward line is transformed, apart from Adam Boys. They've still got some stalwarts in this team, like Kevin Burgess. They've been around a long time. But yes, this is a critical game for them. Not so much for us, but we've got pride to play for. Um, I think that, that defeat at, at Marine hurt the manager a bit. I think he thought the scoreline didn't really reflect the game. And we just ran out of gas at the end. The, the players were tired and ill and... And that's kind of carried on, hasn't it? I mean, Neil, uh, yeah. Neil's interview there, you can you can hear we've still got those underlying problems in the squad the at team, the moment. The team's picked itself pretty much, I understand, yeah. today. Uh, and even then, there's players who aren't 100% who are, who are, who are pl- having to play this afternoon. Um, Mask, incidentally, in their last two games, they played on Tuesday night, a 2 old draw with Liversidge. They beat Matlock last week, which feels like um, a, a pretty important result. Um, for, for both clubs really with, with Matlock on the fringes of getting towards the playoffs but how do we take to these remaining few games of the season because it, it's non-league day today and 
I jokingly said there in the interview, but it's true. When we do days like this, you know, where, where we're inviting people and stuff, we never, we never do well, ever, no. in, the, in the last 17 but years. I can't remember a time on Youth United Day or, or anything like this where we've actually done well. But we're at the stage of the season where we always say this, that the players are playing for next season. They're not just playing for now. If they want to be in the squad next season, they've got to produce in the, in the running. For the players who are not interested, their, their futures are at risk. For the players who want to be here, they should be busting a gut. And uh, with regards to the, the starting eleven, like you say, I mean, it, it does pick itself. But uh, Max Kane um, obviously scored midweek. That's not going to do his confidence any harm, is it? No, I think what we've seen in the last few games is um, Vaughan has come on playing right back. He's, he's looking very strong and very powerful down the right-hand side. I think Wollerton has blossomed since he went back into midfield. Looks a very good player. He's, he's been high quality in the last few games. Having Palinkas in the side, I think, makes a big, big difference. Well, we're starting to see, aren't we, that what we've been banging on about all season it's long. It's beginning to bear fruit. Yeah, because uh, he is destined for, for bigger things, I think, Jan Palinkas. Yeah. Um, as long as he can get through the whole season without picking up a yellow card, that would be amazing. And I think Guy Hall keeps impressing. Obviously, he's wearing 11 today. But we're having uh, a, it looks like we're having a change of formation. It yeah. looks like we're going to be playing... Well, Neil said it already. We're having attacking full-backs. But it is non-league day today. Happy non-league day to you, Stato Paul. Yes. But also, a big happy non-league day to this guy to my left. It's the return. Oh, he's, he's not here, is he? James isn't here. Oh, right. Oh. Who else have we got? Swampy! Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm OK. Just intrigued to listen to your, your waxing lyrical about uh, all things FC United there. You've well, we do you, try. You, we you, do you, try. You've improved somewhat, I've got to say that. Well, Very we're, good. we're the only show in town nowadays, especially for games up in the northeast. Yeah, we're northeast specialists. Yeah. You know, well, it's like, give us South Shields away. Nobody gives us a chance. We, t- we bring the three points back. And speaking of which, next week it will be me and Paul up in the northeast again for more Puff Away. Looking forward to that one at Mensa. Can't wait. When are we leaving? Tomorrow. Now. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll be there on that balcony. Paul, what are you expecting this afternoon? Well, we've got a team playing for their lives here and it's not FC. Is there a point though where FC United can really relax? Because the first half against Marine last week, despite all the problems with team selection, that was a good performance that. Yeah, Marine. we just like to cut in edge of yeah. Marine. I think that was the only thing that let us down. And that goes back to what I was saying about Max Kane. I mean, it, 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 yeah. that will bolster him midweek. I mean, you look back to the... Yeah, I think Max Kane had two really good chances at Marine. If he'd put one of them away early in the game, could have been a different game, but he didn't. And we, we paid for that dearly. And Matt Van Wyk starts today. There's a chance here that we're probably, we probably... We could adapt and go two up front, but I'd, I'd be surprised if we actually do that. But We uh, may do. I mean... The, we're playing a bit unorthodox today, I think, in our lineup and our strategy. That might surprise the visitors a bit because they might be expecting our tried and trusted. For me, it'd be good to start with top top. We've got an attacking, a very attacking midfield. We've also got a very attacking uh, wing backs that can push on as well. So today is one of those games where you just go for it. It could be know? a game with a few goals in you it. Just, you just go for it. You just go for it. You you, you play with uh, you know, you know happiness. Just enjoy it. Get out there and enjoy it. And uh, most teams that come here on a Saturday now expect FC to get beat. The players, I suppose, psychologically have got to that stage as well where they've thought, well, is it another day where we get beat again? But as you say, we're 10th in the division. We're not going to go up. We're not going to go down. So just go out and play and enjoy. I mean, the pitch again is fantastic. Masker are, are obviously looking for the points based upon the fact that where they are in the division. And where there's Adam Boys, there's hope. With Adam Boys up front for Mask, 
Um, it looks to me like they've got a fairly attacking lineup. We've certainly got an attacking lineup, so you know it's it's destined for nil nil. But um, yeah, I'd expect some goals to be traded this afternoon. Well, this is SC Live, brought to you by ConstructiveCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army. And it's now time for FC United of Manchester against Mask United here in the Northern Premier League, Premier Division. Happy non-league day, one and all. And here's your expert comments team. It's Stato Paul. But first, a big welcome back to Swampair. Towards the back post, the ball goes. Who's on the end of it? It's uh, half cleared from FC, but the, in the penalty area, still the ball chips in. Opportunity and a great save, but then the ricochet... And it's that man who's actually initially on the bench, but uh, he started instead. And Jason Kennedy eventually gets uh, a, a tap-in on 37 minutes. And it's FC United of Manchester nil, uh, Mask United one, Paul. They had a chance to deal with the corner at the far post there, but two players just didn't deal with it. When it was crossed back in, the first shot was blocked, but the second one went in. So they did have a chance there to, to deal with the problem, but didn't. FC do well. It's popped on the ball now. Plays it to Dodd. Dodd does an overlap there, he finds the overlap in there, Guy Hall, Hall looking for some support, finds it, pops man on is the caller, it should be, and it wasn't, nice little one-two, here's an opportunity, oh, put it down for some action, first time shot comes in, oh, and it's going to be cleared off the line, and, uh, well, uh, Max Kane there, fell to him, and he just turned and hit it, all the pace was taken off the ball by a defender, and it results in going out for a throw in, Hartley, Plays it inside to FC's number 10. Can he get the shot away? Yes, he can. First time shot comes in. Oh, it was a wonderful save from the goalkeeper. The ball's still in play as well. So FC can continue this attack. A wonderful effort there. A ball whips it again. Who's on the end of it? Goes across three players. First time shot comes in. Oh, and really, really, really. Keegan Hartley. Well, he should have buried that. And uh, FC can find themselves very unfortunate there, Paul. But it was a good passage of play there. First ball in first great effort and then the second time really Hartley should have scored at least we've worked the goalkeeper for the first time and it was a very good save low well, down it was in slow motion wasn't it because it was going in it was yeah. going in and then this big giant orange arm came out of nowhere and palmed it out and eventually it is the ball with Da Costa plays it to uh, Woolerton Woolerton to Hartley ball towards the back post it's a decent ball it's opportunity it should be a goal and it is indeed a goal and that was a ball whipped in and uh, well, SC United and Manchester find themselves uh, on level terms there. Max Kane, he got up well and uh, he directed his head of the. I think the goalkeeper got a little bit of a fingertip to it, but uh, it was good pressure there. SC United and Manchester have been working hard in this second half, a lot of youngsters out on that pitch, and uh, I think a deserved equaliser, uh, Paul. It was the first cross that's bisected two defenders, and uh, it was a well taken header, and the goalkeeper got hands to it, but he couldn't keep it out. Well, can FC United now move on from that because uh, they have looked the better of the two teams in this second half. Who's going to pick it up? It's FC United's Woolerton. Woolerton could be more and more into this game. Can he get the shot away? Just on the edge of the penalty here. Plays it now to Vincent. Vincent, Vincent, Vincent! Vincent, Vincent, Vincent! Well, what a goal from FC United of Manchester. The ball was played in Woolerton, who's really come into this second half. Played the ball across to James Vincent and he just glided through the defence. Pass one waiting for the goalkeeper to make the stake and he just slotted it past him and FC United from 1-0 down to 2-1 well he glided into the space there like Veron it was absolute quality from Vincent and there. a cool finish it was and now FC have to defend the ball it's on the, on the near touchline ball comes across everybody you know, they, they can't see it it's 
playing minutes gone no. over the line. Well, they can't. The, the, the assistant hasn't seen it. But, uh, but Skipperies has no goal. No. Here's an opportunity now for Hope. That's a decent ball. Lavacombe should win that and should win that with ease and comfort and does really well there. And that could be the game. Lavacombe is staying down. Well, indeed, that is the end. Well. Well, 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 well. Lutu turned up today. And three points go FC's way. I'm not saying I have the magic Midas touch. But, you know, give Quinny all the games in Europe. <laughs> it's their bread and butter that matters. And today, FC United and Manchester, well, oh, goodness gracious. A first half, a tough encounter the first 45 minutes for FC United and Manchester. They worked hard. They were second best, though, in all fairness. And... Uh, uh, Mask showed uh, a bit more fight, a bit more quality, and uh, got that opening goal. And uh, it rolled on in that first half. FC United and Manchester could have been maybe two down, but uh, it went at half time 1 0. Within two minutes of the second half starting, FC made two impact substitutions, bringing on uh, Sandro da Costa and Keegan Hartley. And from that moment onwards, FC United all of a sudden started just to really get to grips with the game. Good pass, good movement certain players back in their traditional positions the likes of uh, Guy Hall out on the left hand side and on this near touch line as well um, players back into their positions Max Kane all of a sudden his movement his runs were really really good and you've got the likes of uh, Van Wyk doing really well Alex Wollerton for me outstanding uh, the the th yeah for me for me Wollerton was the man of the match uh, but for me then you've got the, the, the that change when, uh, when James Vincent comes on he holds up a little bit he was a bit of quality a little bit of magic from him you know he scores the goal uh, to make it 2-1 and uh, FC aren't necessarily hanging on after that They're, uh, they could have maybe had two or three more goals on a different day and uh, we, we ended up winning the game by two goals to one it's a, it was pulsating second half and Paul a win not just any old win a Saturday win at Broadway Park Saturday win on the league day yeah that's very rare I think that what the difference was in that second half was was getting that first goal. The first goal gave them the belief that they'd lacked earlier. When Kane headed that ball in, from that moment on, FC were destined to win. Indeed. They, the substitutions, Paul, probably were the key in that one. Yeah, Massive. I think so. Vincent was a very key player in Hart, the closing Hartley stages. Hartley and Costa as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, very they, big contributions. The impetus, the impetus was ours then. We started running at them more, getting, getting, taking them wide and not allowing them to dictate the play. And uh, you're right, I mean, when James Vincent came on, I mean, orders to score the goal, but he, he does an absolute wonder back flick to create another opportunity for FC, but his Veronese goal was, was superb. But Wollerton, his movement, yeah. second half, I mean, absolutely outstanding. We'll be having a happy, smiling uh, manager. Wasn't all... Um Perfect. At the end there, there was a, a shout whether it crossed the line or not for Mass to get an equaliser. I mean, to be fair, it's at the post away from where the linesman is, and Lavricum's covering. But you can't. So he can't. You can't. It, you, well, so. you can't. You can't give something you can't see. But I think I think Renault will rate this win possibly higher than the one at South Shields, given the players he had out. Yes. And the players he had in who weren't fit. I think he will rate this really, really highly. Well, this, this, season. this is a game of, of, for want of a better word, more importance because you know you go to South Shields, they'll let you play football, and you can compete against them, but you expect to get beat. 
this is a game where Mass come here with a lot I mean a lot more ride on it in reality the second half performance yeah I mean I, I like the idea that he changed it pretty much straight away yeah uh, I know and, he, and he's also done that because he knows Potts is not 100% fit and he knows Dodd isn't and to keep them on the, the pitch another 15 minutes we don't have that impetus to the end of the game we don't have that raw talent coming on and, and just basically working and moving and, and challenging their defence but I thought I mean Guy Hall was superb second half back in his natural position on the left hand side really really good Max Kane that goal I mean he said he scored two on uh, on, on Tuesday in Valencia and he's made his, he scored his debut goal here in a league match with a header after some good work and he got and what he did well he got in front of his man didn't he Paul in front of his man yeah. and he dumped and he was there and that was the difference from first half to second half I think it was a classic exercise of a manager squeezing the best out of his players yes yeah and then making the changes so we're going to be joined uh, by Neil Reynolds. Emotional roller coaster, that Neil. Yeah, before we start, uh, Stato Paul showed me a program before the game about our Saturday home form, and uh, I think we need to redo a different one, Swampy. Our home form when you're here, because <laughs> when you're here, we win games of football, and we've done it again today. Apparently, it's a crowdfunder to keep me here. Well, I'd love to keep you here, but listen, joking aside. I am so, so, so proud of them. So proud that they, they've turned up today. We knew we knew that it was going to be challenging for them, but we just looked like we didn't have any energy first half. And harsh words needed to say, and not, not because of they didn't try. I said, when you're in pain, you've got to go through again the next pain barrier, and you've got a long time to rest. And I thought second half, especially when we made the substitutions, you know, the substitutions gave us a little bit of energy, but you could see young Sandro blowing up at the end because he hasn't been so well either. But all in all, a great three points, and you know I'm just I'm delighted. I'm absolutely delighted. It's, it's a big, big, big three points for for us. This and, and so you should be. The first 45 minutes, as you say, uh, Mass came out. They've obviously got a lot to play for. Uh, Want to stay in this division, and they set the stall out quite well, and they put us under pressure. They go in at half time one nil. Quite a simple team talk, is it? Uh, in there for you, what to do, how to change things? Yeah, yes, yes, and no. And, and, and I just said to the lads, I won't take back what I said at half time. We can talk about illness and injury, but you're here and you play. Half time, I walked in the dressing room. It was quiet. It was flat, and it was like that for 45 minutes. And I know it's hard when you're ill. But that's the bit the mentality's got to take over. Don't think you're Hillary or you are real. You've turned up today, so you've turned up to play a game of football. You haven't turned up to lose. And I challenged some of the lads, and some of the, some of the comments at half-time was, was, was bizarre. They're a long ball team. Let's drop deep. No, we won't. We'll go high up the park, and if you don't want to do it, we'll find people who will do it. So second half, we did it. So we didn't change things massively. Jan and Curtis started winning headers 10 yards inside their own half instead of 25 yards. Our midfielders got to grip with their midfielders. And at the top end of the pitch, we started running and running hard and chasing lost causes. And, and, and at times, you know, I've got in the dressing room and I don't know who the man of the match is, but I've said for me, I've turned to Mike Fulton, the assistant manager, with 10 minutes ago and I said, my man of the match is Luke Griffiths or Max Kane or Guy Hall. And he went, why? I went, because they've run the most. And I feel when you're saying that, that, that doesn't sound great, but the, the running, the work ethic of, of them three, I think carried us through. Um, Vinny got his goal from running as well, and, and it's, a, it's a simple ingredient, but sometimes it's forgotten, Swampy. It, was, it certainly was a game of, uh, with, the, with the substitutions, obviously you bring in off the experience of Potts and the experience of, uh, of Dodd. You brought on very youthful players, very young players, mm. not scared. No. Went out there, and there seemed to be then a connection and a gel with the... The guys up top, with like Max Kane and uh, uh, with Van Wyk, and all of a sudden, our man of the match, it was Alex Walton, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. I think talking about Max Kane, I mean Max Kane in the first half had a couple of opportunities, but the movement he he had for the goal that he scored was absolutely outstanding because he came and he went and he got in the middle of them all and he's and he's going 
I'm going to score from here, yeah. bang, goal. Working, 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 and the biggest moment for us was when Max ran all the way back and Mark Hughes just slid the ball back yeah. and then just carried on running. But it was the impetus of the two players coming on that seemed to galvanise everybody. Yeah, yeah and, and listen, Keegan's not been so well. They just weren't ready to start. Vinny obviously starts every week, but he's had flu, he couldn't travel. So we've got to be really careful, but they had half an hour in them and you could see the energy. Keegan lifted us, Sandro lifted us, lifted the crowd as well, you know, one of our own through the academy and it's going to be a real player, we're going to get him fit, but it, it was just the, the lads injecting that bit of energy into themselves, just, I want to keep the intensity of the game and, and the, the game was, was there uh, for us to win and, and we did, two great goals, Kane's had a brilliant positioning, Vinny's run, you know, like a, if you've ever seen his goal in the Scottish Cup final, it's similar distance where he runs from, but he didn't round the keeper this time, he just slotted it and you know, he, that's why he is what he is. He's, he's a fantastic player. But there's, there's been, it's, been, it's just been a hard few weeks. Yeah, so yeah, and, and there's nothing better than a win. And these are these are lads that we're developing. You know, we've got them found Max Kane. We're going to find a Keegan Hartley. We're going to find a Jan Palinkas, a San Jordi Costa. A, you know, these players. And we've got to nurture them and develop them. And I'm, a, I'm excited, you know, with, with what, what the next stage is going to bring. Because, you know, we all know, we don't need to say names on the radio, that we, people have, have given a lot of time to this football club and it may be the time for them to hand on the baton to some other people and youth and energy, is, is for me, is the way forward. You know, sometimes you need pockets of experience, but there's nothing better than, than being able to go for 120 minutes and when you get to a certain age, it's, it's hard. You know, that doesn't mean that we're getting rid of him, but it just means that we've got to freshen things yeah, up. Yeah, and, we, yeah. and we know that as a squad and we know... Ran to a title transfer deadline day, but we're not here to moan about that. We're, for me, it was about the character of this side today. After what we've been through, and it's been tough, it's been really tough, they've shown character and abundance today. And if it would have been a point or three points, which we've got, I'd still be saying I'm super proud of them. I'm not saying we don't need to improve it, because we do. Oh, but I'm proud of the energy that they put in. Heart in mouth when they uh, scored or didn't score? Heart in mouth because we went so deep. Heart in mouth because the ball should never get into the situation where it is, and it, and it comes into the box and damn as well but they're problems that we bring on ourselves yeah, yeah. we don't need when we're at, when we are at our best we're playing on the front foot with a high press against shields against 20 minutes against shields last 20 minutes when we let Blair Adams and Hunter out we drop deep but when we're at our best we go high and we get the press right we get the lock right and we beat teams like Sal Shields and we can put second off performances like this today We've got to get out of that, taking the law into their own hands, and it's going wrong. And if it goes wrong, I'd rather it go wrong doing it my it way. Is. But equally, let's 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 just think. Guess what? <laughs> it's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday, <laughs> and it's just gone five o'clock. It's the best thing ever. You can go home tonight and go. You know what? A lot of things to improve upon, a lot of things to work upon, but we've won. We've got three points. It's, it means everything to me, and it means everything to them. And it just it changes my mindset, my mood. It's just brilliant and. Winning the game of football, Swampy, is, it, for me, it's everything. And the seminary and everywhere else are going home and everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. And it's nice to see a smile on your face. Yeah, no, brilliant. So I'll see you next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Neil Reynolds speaking to Swampy there. And FC United will be back in action this weekend as the Reds travel back up to the northeast to take on Morpeth Town. Kick-off in Morpeth this Saturday will be at 3pm. But remember, if you cannot make the game, then we'll have full commentary available on the FC Radio website. To the women's team now and on Sunday title chasing FC United hosted Darwin at Broadhurst Park and to hear now how FC got on let's hand over to Ben and Paul shortly before kickoff. Well good afternoon everyone and welcome back to Broadhurst Park and you join us here for Women's Team Live, FC United and Manchester taking on Darwin this afternoon and uh, this is a really, really important game in the Northwest Women's Regional League Premier Division and uh, joining me here for a little pre-match chat shortly before kick-off, 
It's a welcome back to Mr. Stato, Paul. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon. Uh, so, Paul, we're coming down to the running. Really important games coming up, left, right and centre. Basically, in a nutshell, FC United have got five league games left and the league title is in sight. But there's complications all over the place with various permutations involving Salford, Curzon Ashton and Cheadle Town. The most important thing, Paul, is that we look after ourselves and a potential banana skin against Darwin, who are down towards the bottom end of the table. But James has already highlighted just how competitive this game could be this afternoon. Yeah, I went to the Darwin game early in the season, and until half-time, it was a fairly even contest. Um, they benefited from Chelsea Patients scoring an own goal for them, which got them back in the game. Um, but the second half, we overpowered them, and I expect pretty much the same today. I think they'll stay in the game for a while, but I don't think they'll last out the 90 minutes. Currently, Salford City are top of the table. Uh, they're on 38 points, but they've only got two games left. And one of those games takes place this afternoon as Salford will be travelling to, not too far away, to Brookburn Road to take on West Didsbury and Cholton. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on that game uh, as this afternoon progresses. Uh, FC United, they're in second spot at the moment, two points behind Salford City but with three games in hand. Um, unfortunately, the games that were scheduled for Curzon Ashton, who are currently in third, and Cheadle Town in fourth, they've been postponed. Um, so that makes my spreadsheet that I've got in front of me, Paul, a bit more complicated to read. But in a nutshell, at the moment, the maximum points that Salford City can get are 44. Uh, the max that Curzon Ashton can get are 42. Cheadle, 43. And the max that FC United can get is 52. So... Um, basically, those numbers there that I've just read out, the all-important number at the moment is 45 points currently is the target to win the league. Currently. Currently, yes. Yes. Obviously, the Salford City game is a pivotal one. Yes, that's the that's the caveat, isn't it? This week, we've got uh, Salford and uh, ourselves playing in different games. Then next week, we've got uh, the Argyle competitions. And then on the 9th... FC United will be taking on Salford City right here at Broaders Park in what many people are describing now. I've just read that out as a boom banger bang fixture poll. Yeah, well, <laughs> what you could call a 12-pointer. Yes, very much so. And that will be Salford City's last game of the season as well. Mm. Uh, so they'll, they'll want to go out with a bang. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the complicated thing is the, the fact that, unfortunately, like I said, Curzon's game with Tranmere Rovers has been postponed and um, the, the game for Cheadle Town at Fleetwood Town, that too has been postponed. So that makes it a bit more complicated because there's not too many dates in the diary free at the moment now. I mean, at the end of the season, on the 3rd of May, Curzon and Cheadle will be going head-to-head in the in the County Cup final. Uh, so there's not too many dates left. So it is all about getting to 45 points and just making sure that we, we don't really concern ourselves with Curzon and Cheadle. And we know all about fixture congestion. And luckily it's not a problem for us at the moment. No. Uh, because it's roughly a game a week. But when you, you start having to play midweek, that's when it all goes horrible, doesn't it? Yeah, and at the moment it, it's looking all right with regards to the fixtures. Uh, Darwin today, then like I said, we've got the Argyle Plate semi-final next week uh, against Tranmere. Um, then it's Salford here at Broaders Park on the 9th of April. Uh, the 16th and the 23rd, we've got double header against Fleetwood. Firstly, an away game at Fleetwood Town Rens, and then a home game here at Broaders Park on the 23rd. And then we finish the campaign off away at Tranmere Rovers. And I won't be here that weekend. So, and then really, really, Paul, that game there 
cannot matter. It has to be all done by the by, by the thirtieth. Please, and if we reach the plate final, that will be on Sunday the seventh of May at yes. Port. Yeah, we've had confirmation of that now. That's all yeah. confirmed. Uh, so. Next week, obviously, we'll focus on the plate semi-final next week. Uh, but like Paul says, the final has been scheduled for, for Vauxhall Motors at Ellesmere Port. Um, that game on the 7th, and we believe it will be a lunchtime kickoff. But we'll have more on that if we get through. Yeah. With all them complications and caveats out of the way, let's focus on ourselves, Paul. FC United taking on Darwin this afternoon. Let me give you the starting eleven uh, for James Mulverhill's side. It's very windy here, as you can hear in the background. It's Donald, Jean, Marsh, Patient, Birdwistle, Dixon, Battle, Kelly, Chambers, O'Gara and Flanagan. Uh, we've not had a live commentary in the last couple of weeks, but regular listeners on This Club Is My Club, you'll have heard about the game at Curzon Ashton uh, a couple of weeks ago. The Cheadle Town game last week, four points out of those games there of a possible six, both very gutsy performances. We need similar today. Yeah, those those results have kept us on track pretty much. It was important not to lose to Cheadle last week, I think, because it gave them a foot in the door. As it stands now, it's basically in FC's hands very much, isn't it? And as long as we win today, it'll stay that way. If we start losing games, then it invites other teams in. Paul, what should we expect this afternoon? Because it's all right looking at league tables, but at this point of the season, I'm going to I'm going to say it. Bottom goes out the window, Paul, and um, it's all nerves, about nerves come in. We, we've had promotion chases many times at this club for the men and the women, and we know that at this stage of the season, it's all about points, it's not about performance. Nobody remembers the performance. It's like the, the win at Curzon was 1-0. It could have been more. It, it could have been a draw at the end. But nobody remembers any of that now. It's all about the win. Absolutely. Uh, just to give you the substitutes as well this afternoon, it's uh, Kennelet, Williams, Ogden, Rigby and Hayes. And uh, FC United now joining us here on the Broadhurst Park pitch. And uh, we should say Darwin. Unfortunately, we've not got their team. Uh, have we got their team yet, Paul? No, we're, we're not going to get it. Yeah, unfortunately, we've not got the team for Darwin. We do apologise. Unfortunately, we're, we're unable to, to bring you uh, the, the Darwin team. Uh, but for FC United, I mean, how crucial is it, Paul, that uh, FC come out the, the gates and not let the nerves take over? I think we have to put a marker down this afternoon. But having said that, the game at Darwin was hard fought and they might take a bit of breaking down ball distributed out towards the TV gantry, kept in play and Gene picks up possession for FC United battle on the ball, battle plays it through there to Flanagan, Flanagan into the penalty area, shot comes in, oh fine save by the goalkeeper, onto the bar and the ball remarkably stayed out and cleared by Darwin but FC United have started this game really well, Chambers with another corner from the right hand side six minutes on the clock, in it comes Gub delivery Headed clear, but uh, only to this main stand side of the pitch. And here's Flanagan now holding up the ball. Flanagan waiting for support. Gets it from O'Gara. O'Gara on her right foot from this left-hand touchline. Crosses that ball in. And there's Battle! And Battle there! With a header past the goalkeeper. And FC United, that goal's been coming in this opening six minutes. And just Battle there with a fine header from a brilliant cross from Kate O'Gara. Out to the right-hand side to Dixon. Dixon now over the halfway line. Got a run there from Flanagan. Chelsea Flanagan moving forward down the right-hand side. Right-hand side of the penalty area. Cross comes in. There's Battle. And Battle on the near post. Doubles FC United's lead. Ten minutes played here at Brothers Park. Marsh on the ball. Finds O'Gara. O'Gara in field. 
to Bertrissel. Bertrissel out to the right side to Kelly. Kelly with a first time ball over the top for Flanagan. Flanagan plays the ball in field to battle. Battle to the goalkeeper's right into the bottom corner. And that is a hat trick for Jess Battle. 24 minutes on the clock here at Broadhurst Park. Well, again, the service from Chelsea Flanagan, superb. Dixon to take this corner. Chambers is coming for a short one, and, uh, well, Dixon finds her. Chambers could take a touch, got loads of time. Chambers goes for goal into the roof of the net from the edge of the penalty area, and on 27 minutes, it's 4-0. Flanagan cuts out the passes, battle. Battle finds Dixon. Dixon's through here, into the penalty area, loads of time. And Dixon curls the ball into the net and on 40 minutes it's now 5-0 Chambers still with the ball plays that ball off there Dixon with a shot to the bottom corner and in the opening stages of this second half FC United there have made it 6-0 and a great finish well I made that 35 seconds from the restart here's Marsh Marsh good stuff gets the ball to Flanagan Flanagan now Flanagan got Dixon for company on the left-hand side. Dixon into the penalty area. Checks. Dixon goes for goal. And that is Libby Dixon's hat-trick. A great shot there into the far post. And it's now 7-0. And we've had 14 minutes played of the second half. Oh, Flanagan wins it back. Flanagan. Flanagan. Last defender. Flanagan still with the ball. Goes for goal. Slots it to the goalkeeper's left. She looked like she was going to put it into the goalkeeper's right, but put it back and finished with a plum there. It and was, it's now 8-0, Paul. It was a clever feint there, I think, that sold the last uh, defender. But uh, another change for FC coming up. Yep, it's going to be uh, Ash Hayes. Battle coming off. Battle is coming off. Battle with a, a hat-trick in the opening 24 minutes of this game. Yep, as things stand, FC United uh, will be going up to 39 points. Salford will be going to 41, keeping their lead. But Salford, with only one game left of the season. And unfortunately for them, it has to be here. Yeah. Oh, Gene there. Gene gets the ball to Smith on the right-hand side. Smith could cross this ball in. Oh, it's going to break to Gene. Gene goes for goal. And what a finish for Shauna Gene. Right behind that one. A beautiful finish. Well, outside of a boot, into the bottom corner. A fine finish from the fullback. Flanagan on the edge of the penalty area. Two blue shirts around. Flanagan creates space for herself. Finds a pass to Chambers. Chambers crosses that ball in. There's Hayes for a tap in on the back post. And that is 10 0. Donald plays it out to the left hand side to Chambers. Chambers down the line to Flanagan. Flanagan just inside FC territory. Williams, first time ball forward to Chambers, who carried on a run. Chambers from the left, great ball in. Hayes is going to get to that. Hayes takes a touch, and Hayes finishes past the goalkeeper to make it 11-0. And the build-up play there down that left-hand side was brilliant from FC United. A great ball in, and it was great composure from the substitute, and Ash Hayes gets a brace. Flanagan now. Ogden, back to Flanagan, Flanagan into the area, Flanagan, great skill and a fine finish from Chelsea Flanagan and that is 12-0 on 85 minutes. Ogden lets the ball roll there to Flanagan, back to Ogden and there's Chambers on the run, Chambers loads of time, loads of space, squares it to Hayes on the back post, unselfish stuff there from Kirsty Chambers, she could have gone for goal herself. 
But then Sarhays in space, played it to the back post, and that's 13-0, and Ash Hayes has scored a hat-trick from the substitutes bench in 11 minutes. Full time here at Broadhurst Park, and that is a comprehensive victory for FC United against the Darwin side who've got some quality players who've had their moments, but FC United just have not given them a chance this afternoon. And it's three points, 13 goals scored, a hat-trick for Jess Battle, a hat-trick for Libby Dixon, and a hat-trick for Ash Hayes, plus goals for uh, Jean for Flanagan, two goals for Flanagan, and a goal for the captain, Kirsten Chambers, as well. Next week, it's all about the Argyle Plate semi-final. But after that, it'll be that top-of-the-table clash as Salford City will be signing off for the season here at Broadhurst Park. Not one to be missed. But heading into that game in a fortnight's time, FC United finish here at Broadhurst Park with a 13-0 victory against Darwin. Paul, your thoughts? Well, I don't think the manager could ask for much more in 90 minutes there. I think the players generally gave him 90 minutes of effort. Totally dismantled the Darwin side that was obviously struggled this season, but that was nothing that they could have imagined it was going to be. You've got to give credit to, to all the FC players who took part this afternoon. They all played a part. I do think Chelsea Flanagan, though, was head and shoulders. I was going to say, let's have a chat about who's played the match. And obviously, you know, Jess Battle. The thing is about this game, and we said it at the start of the afternoon, it's uh, about controlling the nerves. It's about coming out the gate storming and making sure that there's no Mosley Hill situation where yeah. Mosley Hill opened the scoring and because we're getting to the, the business end of the season and doubt can creep into people's minds. But Jess Battle comes out and scores a hat-trick in 24 minutes. Not just building foundations for this victory, but building a big, massive wall and going, here's a springboard, help yourself. And that's where Jess Battle comes in this afternoon. But there's also been a hat-trick from Louis Dixon. There's also been a hat-trick for Ashes. So there's three players there, you could say, a player of the match but I agree with you I think Chelsea Flanagan that's the best performance she's ever put in in a red shirt that was that was a, a masterclass that if you, if you take away the two goals I think she scored two yep. she must have contributed possibly three assists she was in, I think she's involved in pretty much all the goals I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to claim without, that without milking it too <laughs> yeah. much she was just everywhere on the pitch and it was, it was the way she won the ball back as well. That was the impressive thing. Well, uh, a big thank you to James Mulville for joining us so quickly, women's team manager. And uh, James, um, well, you've, you're taking on a team who they've got some good players. Uh, the number four's good, the number yeah. 11's good, the left back's good, the goalkeeper's made some great saves. But you've been relentless today. You could have taken your foot off the accelerator yeah. very early on, but you haven't. Yeah. How impressed were you with that performance and how keen were you to put in a performance like that? Yeah, I think um, we talked about it after the Cheadle game and I mentioned about the final third was a massive issue for us. So we went back to the drawing board this week and we've just done final third, final third, final third. Um, and you've seen it today. Three hat-tricks, I think it is, in the yeah. end. And quality stuff all around for the girls. Like it, it, For me, a big one at half-time, and I said to him, I said, I don't want none of this. There's people coming down watching us. We've got a lot of fans coming here. Probably one of the better turnouts this year. We need to put on a show. We need to put on a show from minute one and not one of them where it goes, oh, we're 4-0 up now. Let's just see this game out. Let's keep going. Like, why not? We, we've talked about the goal difference being a massive thing. And I was fuming last week when I seen the stats when we, I think we had 23 chances and, and 
got one goal against Cheadle and I think I think they got away with it last week. We, like I said, we, we talked about it and I think these these aren't a bad team. Like they, like you said, the four she's come from Blackburn, the elevens from Blackburn as well. Like you put them in different teams and you go, yeah, yeah good. Then she 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 was picking passes out left, right, and centre. So we put a bit of a strategy together for them and, and we might see these again. We've got we've got Tranmere in the semi final there in the other, other other side of it. So we need to, we need to put like a bit of a kind of a statement across the league. We're not messing about. Like we we want to win the league and, and people are going to look at the, the refresh on full time today or Twitter and they're going to go oh yeah wow 30 nil what happened there and they're going to look at where people sent off with this no no we just we just turned up today and i think there's teams there where we can turn up like any team in this league we can beat them 30 nil if we turn up on our day well it was all about coming out the gate storming at the start of the day um we didn't want a mosler hill situation where we just you know especially at this stage of the season no Jess Battle yeah. was there with a 24-minute hat-trick. Yeah. Not bad at all. Unreal. Um, that's, that's certainly a springboard for, for this afternoon's final scoreline. Yeah, I think, I think I've think i gone... I went with Battle to start with just for the quality, like, no disrespect against any other forwards. Like, Ash Hayes has come on and got an hat-trick. Um, we have got quality all over the pitch, and, and we've played a few people in a few different positions today, but Battle is... is I trust her on one touch in the box. That's where, what it is. Where if something comes in the air on the floor behind the red, like chances are she's going to get it on target, and that's after battling at this level as well. Like get the ball on target, pick a corner, and for her to come and get an hat trick like that, it changed the game for us. We could give player of the match to Jess Battle for that hat trick. Could give it to Libby Dixon for her hat trick. You know, even Ashay's got a hat trick, yeah. as you said. Um, but. I've just said, and I think I'm right in saying this, that was Chelsea Flanagan's best performance in the red shirt. Yeah. Um, that was just immense. Just, it was just dominated. Yeah. Like, we, I played a, towards the end of the game. I said, go and play out on the left a little bit. Like, We'll pack the midfield out with, with bringing Darby Williams back in as well. And it was good to see her get some minutes in. Go and play out on the left and cause some problems. And I've got this thing in my head. Is I like the idea of having, having left footers and right footers both on the same side so that when you're playing as a fullback and you're trying to play against it, which way is it going? Which way is it being crossed in from? And when you've got Chelsea Flanagan there and Kirsty Chambers on, on the left side coming at you, what are you, you going to do? Like, honestly, what are you going to do? And, and fair play to Kirsty Chambers today. Yes. Like She's gone in at left back. I've been trying to convince her all year that she's a left back, and she's had her better games at left back. Like, and I say this is she she receives the ball as a left winger, and, and she's got too much work to do. She's getting it as a left back, and she's got all all the space in the world in front of her to make her mind up. And I think that's where where she's at in her career. I think that's what she needs. Uh, well, uh, one player who was actually at Curzon Ashton a couple of weeks ago was Jerome Wright, yeah. and Jerome Wright was a left winger. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul would agree with me. We got an extra five years out of Jerome Wright playing yeah. left back. He did so, a very good job. Yes, yeah. yeah. So he, he grew into the role. Yeah, yeah. I and think she's she's learning. Kirsty's learning the role, and, and Jerome's a mate of mine. And, and I've had that conversation. That that listen, Jerome's a legend at FC, and and you're already a legend, but you can go on and become even further and, and cement yourself in in the history books. So um, I, I think it's going to be something we're definitely going to look at. Um, but it gives us options, definitely. Ashay's going to buy Kirsty a drink as well, because yeah, that that definitely. was selfless stuff, wasn't it? Hey, it's it's do what it is. Captain's cross that. Yeah, do you know what it is? Is is we were looking today? Is how do we get our strikers scoring goals? Like we want we want to play in games like this, and we don't. We we don't want any striker, especially, to finish the game and go, oh, I didn't have a great game there. But we were talking then about player of the match in, in the huddle, and they said, we'll have to get the Tom Bowler out this week and just uh, just pull it out and see how we get. But like I said, I probably agree with you. Chelsea Flanagan was untouchable today. Like, you can't get nearer. The Sean Jean, we were right behind yeah. that. Yeah. It's beautiful, that wasn't it? Mate, I, was, I, was, I, was the same, <laughs> I was the same angle as you, and she struck that. So that was going wide, and then, oh, look at that. Do you know what, though, Sean? She, she plays a lot of, like, um, like futsal stuff, and... and you can tell she's got tricky feet yeah. and stuff and she does know where the net is and she does it more in training so I've been saying to her when you get in that spot just, just have a pop now uh, oh I might as well uh, show you this while you're here James because 
I've been busy. I've oh, here we go. I've got a There's a few of them, them knocking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Salford won today. Yeah. Um, well, two ex-players scoring for Salford. Yeah. Um, it was their penultimate game. They picked up the three points. at a tricky venue. Yeah. Um, it does set up the game in a fortnight's time here. Yeah. That'll be Salford's last game of the mm-hmm. season. The max points that they can get is 44. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get a lot more than that. But yeah. I'm, I've not got a lot of love for that Salford game. We played a lot of good players there. But... We threw that away when we played them. We were four-two up, and it, it, I know it's stuck in people's minds. Like it's, I remind them non-stop about it. Like we, we threw this away. We threw this away, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if we, if they come here and, and we start how we started today, as fast and as blistering as we are, they'll realise quickly like that this is a different beast that they're playing against this time. It's one of them games as well where if you're listening to this at home and thinking, oh, this sounded good today, get yourself down here mm-hmm. um, on the 9th Massive. of April. It's going to be a huge game. So let's just discuss the, the semi-final next week here mm-hmm. at Broaders Parkage, Tranmere Rovers. Um, one game at a time, just to reaffirm what we said earlier, the final will be at uh, Vauxhall Motors. Vauxhall Motors, yeah. The That's s- news to me, so yeah. On the 7th of May? 7th of May, 12 o'clock. I don't mind going over there. Yeah. Don't mind going over but there. But before then, we've got to get there. Yeah, yeah that's the plan. Tranmere Rovers next week. Yeah, big game. Big game. Yeah, listen, Tranmere have turned us over in our history a few times, and, and one of the more memorable ones is one of the first games I got involved when when Cam was here, um, and we got beat six 0 away, and it was a it was a horrible, horrible game. Commentator on that game, really yeah, enjoyable. Yeah, it was. It yeah. weren't great. I think um, <laughs> so. The girls have got a, a little bit of history there, so we know what we've got to do. We know what we've got to do. One game at a time, and. and Listen, we do a job next week and, and the, the season's set up for a strong finish. Women's team manager James Mulverhill there. And just a reminder that FC United will be hosting Tranmere Rovers at Broadhurst Park this Sunday in the Argyle Plate semi-final. Kick-off is at 2pm. And we'll of course have full live coverage from that match as well here on FC Radio. Well, that's it for this week's This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.